Fabulous fundraisers, I'm Don Lego. It's time to buckle up for a new episode of Raise Nation Radio, the one and only podcast made to inspire fundraisers like you to continue making impact in our communities, building better tomorrows and exchanging ideas. So it doesn't matter if you're a trailblazer or a seasoned pro, you'll pick up the trends that transform your fundraising. And together we'll dive into lively conversations and chat with industry leading fundraisers and thought leaders to explore those hot button issues and innovative ideas. So stay with us for the next 30 minutes while we inspire you to embrace the future of fundraising. So welcome back to a new episode of Raise Nation Radio. We're so happy you're joining us today. If you're new to the show, be sure to follow us on your favorite channel so that you can get all the notifications about new guests and new shows. We stream on 10 different podcast uh, channels, all your favorites. So you can tune in anytime, anywhere, any place um, to, to your convenience. And if you've been here before, welcome back. We're so happy that you're fans of Raise Nation Radio and all of the uh, wonderful guests and content that we put out. And we'll love to see you back over and over and over again. We try to do something new fresh and fun every week and give you your daily dose of inspiration. And today is going to be very inspiring. Um, Talk about thought leaders in the nonprofit space and with social media and digital strategies. We got her, ladies and gentlemen. She's here, Dana Snyder. Um, You may be familiar with her already. She is a podcast host. It's a little nerve wracking for me, host to host. (laughs) Uh, She's a speaker, a keynote speaker, um, an excellent speaker uh, at at that, and a digital strategist, which is somebody we need to talk to when we're we're, um, looking to convert, uh, acquire, uh, retain donors. We're better in the digital space, but such a universe that's so difficult to understand. Today, we're going to break it down for you. So um, from Positive Equation, please welcome to Raise Nation Radio, Dana Snyder. We're so happy that you're here. Dana, welcome to the show. Thank you, Don. Don, you have the best voice for this. <laughs> right back at you. Right back at you. I woke up this morning, Dana. It's so funny. I woke up and I'm like, oh no, how do I, you know, get into my groove in front of a fellow podcast host, right? So you're rocking like, it. You're rocking yeah, it. You're already in you. it. Thanks so much. Well, we're going to talk about some really important, um, I don't, you know, digital strategy. I mean, what does that mean? Social media. I do social media. What does that mean? Well, I know you're going to break it all down for us, but first I just want our audience to get to know you. Um, so why don't you just share your background, how positive equation, you know, came to be and whatever you want to share personally, we'd love to get to know the real Dana Snyder. Yeah, of course. So my journey in the nonprofit space literally started before I even got to college um, with doing mission trips and growing up. But then when I got to UCF, go Knights, University of Central Florida. <laughs> go Knights. Um, if anybody is a fellow dance marathon participant, there's over like a hundred dance marathons at different universities that support local children's miracle network hospitals. And that became my like college life. I was involved in dance marathon since I was a freshman and I was in charge of external partnerships. So going out into the community and raising money and the university now raises like $2 million a year, all student run philanthropy, $2 million a year for the local children's miracle network hospitals. And so that was kind of like my taste into knowing that I wanted to do some sort of career that gave back um, so worked in the nonprofit sector for a while post-graduation, and this is going back to 2010. 
And then I decided to stretch um, my wings and go to New York City and live the corporate agency life, working with everybody from the Honest Company to Sports Illustrated to Delta Airlines to Madison Square Garden. And it was fascinating because it was such a different world um, than I was used to. And I think it honestly was amazing because it brought a different perspective and I can understand the brand and the agency side of things and the nonprofit side of things. And then after I did that for a while in 2017, I decided to quit my job. Wow. No clients. <laughs> I literally there's, was a, there's a good pipeline for you. <laughs> yeah, I was literally like pacing on Fifth Ave. Our office was on 28th and 5th for any Manhattan people out there. And I was pacing and I was freaking out. I was like, I'm about to go up there, tell my boss I'm quitting. And she did ask, she's like, oh, where are you going? And I was like, starting my own thing. Second With question. With two donuts. <laughs> yeah, seriously. She goes, oh, do you already have clients? And I go, nope, no. Nope. <laughs> Wow. And moved across the country to Los Angeles because why not move to the West Coast? While you're making some changes. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Why not? It was funny. Actually, my rationale at the time was New York City is really expensive to live by yourself. So you went to more expensive. So I went to the, yeah, exactly. Logically, no sense. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But it was sunny and beautiful. And so I lived in LA for a while, started up Positive Equation. And then now my husband, my dog and I, and soon to be little girl are now in Atlanta, Georgia, back on the East Coast. And I love what I do. I mean, my work has definitely transformed. Um, I started as a social media agency because that's what I knew um, from working for an agency. And now I really focus my time on teaching social media advertising, which I know we're going to talk about for nonprofits and building monthly giving programs, because I, as a monthly donor, I just love the sustainability aspect and the retention that comes from monthly giving programs. And so I've taken all of that agency experience and met some incredible people and put together this mini team that comes in and builds out these programs. So, and then speaking and running the podcast and it's a blast. I love it. Well, we're so glad that you paced and made the right decision on Fifth Avenue. Yeah. Um, you know, you've really risen to the top as one of the premier thought leaders. Oh, thank so we you. know you made the right decision and we're very grateful. You bring just a fresh new perspective to everything that that you talk about. It's just a pleasure to listen to you. So I really want to dive in. Um, we're, today we'll just talk about social media. I don't even know where to begin between TikTok and Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn. You know, they're not all the same. They're, you know, they're, they're different channels and you almost need to have a strategy for each and every one of them. And what does that mean to do social media as a nonprofit? And I love the fact that you bring for-profit experience to the nonprofit world, because we do need to run our our organizations like a business, right? We, especially today, so many challenges with acquiring new donors, retain, I think those are the top two challenges facing nonprofits today, especially with a declining number of donors. It's it's just lots of pressure. So hopefully you can help. Um, But doing social media is really not just this cute little post and put it on all of your channels and treat all your channels the same and not invest in it. Right. You know, it, it's, it's, <laughs> there's a lot of strategy. So what, what would you say, should it mean, or should nonprofits have 
in their mindset about doing social media. And if anybody could see me right now, which they can, because it's a <laughs> podcast, but I actually got the little air quotes going, you know, what does that mean doing social media? Yeah. So, dive in. Yeah. And it's a great point. And I think it's been really interesting over the last few years, right? Because we have this sense of digital maturity that has changed since the pandemic. And I think it, if you weren't present on social and transitioned to online giving and all those things and made sure your website was up to par, 2020 kind of made you have to do that. And so that's been a really interesting transition over the last few years to see even more attention on social and digital and how do you excel in that area? One question that I get asked a lot is what's the difference between kind of like the for-profit nonprofit sector when it does come to social media. And I will say is in, in our sector, and I remember this because I was on a team before working on the nonprofit in Sarasota, Florida, we kind of owned the, I wear so many hats as like a beat on the chest. And that shouldn't be that way. Right. I think the mm. difference is in the for-profit sector, there is, an awareness that social media from acquisition and retention is extremely important because people will message you on social. If they don't hear back, they're going to be like, is this organization credible? Yeah. Do, do, do Does it build trust? Like, exactly. Exactly. So they have hired, I think it's like 90 something percent of all for-profit organizations have somebody who's managing strictly social or digital. Mm-hmm. That is something I think that we can really learn from where it's not your development person who's also doing email, who's also doing social, who's also doing events, who's also doing accounting or who's also doing whatever it is, but really trying to focus on personnel and investing in staff, whether that's a virtual assistant, whether that's part-time, whether that's an agency, like it can look and be lots of different. Intern, Intern. it can be lots of different things. I would say on the intern to make sure that you have somebody who can lead the business approach though to digital, because you just don't want somebody, like you said, posting for the sake of posting. So I would say one of the biggest things to think about this year is do you have the right personnel to help support you in the growth of your social digital presence? So that can be your website, that can be social channels. And then when we're thinking about social, it can feel daunting like you mentioned all the different channels. And I teach this approach all the time about you do not have to be on everything, nor really should you be. And there's data-based ways to teach this, right? Um, I like to use Google Analytics. It's totally free. And it will show you on the back end where people are coming to your site from based on each social channel. And then you can see like on mine, for example, I run Facebook ads, Facebook and Instagram ads. So Facebook's normally the top. That's normally where the most people are coming from, but that's a bit of an outlier, right? If you really think about the context, like I'm spending money to get more people to my site. So what I'm looking at is not just the traffic coming to my site from these channels, but where are quality people coming from? So time spent on my website based on this channel, the bounce rate. So how quickly are people leaving? How many pages are they going to? So you can kind of use those data approaches and say, oh, you know what? Actually, YouTube and I'm going to make this up. Instagram are our top two channels. That's where we should invest 
in funds, in content, and the rest of them, we don't either have to be on or we spend far less time on. Got it. So our first investment is people investment, right? You need yeah. to have the right person and, and, and a little bit more dedicated with some business savvy, recognizing that you're not just posting for posting. So we want to get some strategy behind it. And then the second investment, which is not an investment because Google Analytics is free, but the second um, resource that you need is data so that you can make data-driven decisions to absolutely okay so we got those two out of the way those make sense to me now let's talk about all the different channels and what investment you can make in those channels because it's not just posting there there's ads there's different things that you can do so i'm a nonprofit and i'm finding it daunting right there's youtube facebook linkedin there um pinterest uh, instagram tiktok you know, where <laughs> does it end it seems like you know snapchat there you know it, it there's a new channel how do we break it down or how should a nonprofit break it down to and i love what you said because you don't need to be everywhere you need to be where it makes sense so i think what you're saying quality over quantity, do a channel well instead of doing five diluted. I think that's what you're saying. But let's dive deeper. How does a nonprofit break that down for their organization? Yeah, I would say pick a primary and a secondary channel. Um, YouTube is a bit, YouTube and Pinterest are actually search engine channels. I wouldn't even consider them a social platform. Um, YouTube's owned by Google. And when you think about, when you think about any social platform, we have to think about what is the user experience calling you to do. The best way that I can present this is listener, think about your own personal experience and how you use a social channel. How are you using Instagram versus how are you using YouTube? So prime example, I am I'm nine months pregnant <laughs> and on Instagram, most of the time, I'm just like scrolling through entertaining reels about all of these different like labor exercises, right? Or like how to use a birthing ball. And I'm watching them. I'm not searching for anything. They're just presented to me because Instagram's algorithm knows yes. that that's where I'm at, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm using it. They're funny. I may share them with some friends, but I'm not exactly like looking for anything. YouTube, very different. We cannot figure out how to get our car seat installed. So we have intent to search on YouTube to say how to install blank. Mm -hmm. And then I'm watching a long form video. I might click through. I also was like, what to pack in our hospital bag. Then I might click on somebody's checklist download from YouTube and go to their website. So think about the use case that you as an individual have, because all of the platforms have different business objectives and reasons for why they're bringing you to their platform. So you want to think about that in your content. So I would say one primary and a secondary focused on two and think about how you as a user use each of those channels. And what I will say is for the channels that you're not actively on, I'm not actively on Twitter, but I do have a Twitter handle and I have a pinned tweet and it literally says, I'm not here. <laughs> and it gives links to the things that if you did want to get in touch with me, you can, if that oh. happens to be your jam, but you know, I'm not here. And it says I'm on LinkedIn. You can go to X, Y, and Z links. So be 
present on a channel because somebody might search for you, but just let them know that's not where you're at, but where can they find you? And then they can just like click to the next place. So, um, I would say, think about when you've selected your primary and your secondary based on Google analytics, then ask that, okay, how do people interact with this platform? What are the business objectives of this platform? For example, Instagram, right, made it really prominent and known that they were going to focus a lot on video. They were saying YouTube and TikTok are our competitors. So what does that mean? That means that you should probably be testing reels, right, since they came out. But also check like carousel posts and see what works best for you, right? So really be thinking about, okay, what is this platform trying to do? And are we providing the right type of content here? So for our audience, I'm going to pause there for a moment. Can we define reels and carousel posts just to make sure everybody's on the same page? Yes. Great question. So Instagram reels are 90 seconds or less of a vertical video. Um, They can be educational. They can be informative. They can be entertaining. Um, There's lots of great examples when you go to Instagram and look at reels. Canva now even has reels templates. Mm -hmm. So if you are looking for some inspiration, just go to Canva and they have literal templates where you can pop in short videos. And then carousels are when you're kind of swiping through almost like a PDF style white pages where you have images, graphics that you're just swiping through. And that's when they give you a little number, like seven images and you swipe, 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 right, swipe, right. right. Got it. Oh, okay. And then what's the difference between Instagram reels and TikToks? Well, two totally different channels, Right. right? The platforms themselves, the user experience is very similar, but TikTok is purely video. So whereas Instagram, you have photos and you have carousel options, TikTok is just TikToks. It's just the video content. And I would even say that as informal as Instagram Reels can be, TikTok is even more usually informal. Um, But similarly, they are picking up on your cues of your habits to showcase to you top content to obviously keep you engaged and keep you on that platform for as long as possible. Well, it works because I go to bed far too late because <laughs> I crawl into bed with my cell phone. I I get into my TikToks or my Instagram reels and then I become addicted because they're serving up exactly what yep. I want to hear, see. And, you know, there I am with two toothpicks holding my eyes open. I did that last night. I'm like, don't just go to sleep. Shut the <laughs> phone down and just go to sleep. Do you really need to see this, you know, 50th reel of the evening. And right, uh, right, right. yeah, it's pretty funny. So it works. It works. Okay. So now each channel has opportunities. Uh, you know, I, I, you see different opportunities for fundraising and ads. So let's, let's dive into that conversation, I guess, out of the gate, why should an organization um, include advertising or, or social media advertising in their budget and not just post? I love this question. Okay, good. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I teach specifically Facebook and Instagram advertising. And as organizations probably know that it has become more difficult to get seen in the feed, to get eyeballs on your content. It's maybe one to 3% of your organic content gets seen from your supporters nowadays. So it's pretty low and you don't know the order in which they're going to see something, right? They might see a post that you did 
last week and then not see you for another couple of weeks. But in between, you had a big announcement, but they didn't see it, right? So what ads allow you to do is to reach the right audience, to build an audience, to customize it, to be specific with the right content directed to them at the right time. So you're able to create this funnel of an experience when you are using ads and you are saying, okay, I specifically want either this brand new cold audience who knows nothing about you, but you can create based upon interests or lookalike audiences to your Instagram account to raise awareness about what you do. The other side that's amazing is let's say that you have an event coming up or you have an ask campaign that's in the next couple months. You want to make sure that people remember you, right? Remember and see all the impact that you've been working on so that when it comes time to make that ask, people are primed, they're excited, they've seen all the work that you've been doing. Or when you ask for that ticket request, they're like, yeah, absolutely, I'm there. I want to support them. You can target your warm audience. So you can upload CSV files of email lists, You can retarget people who have visited your website and different pages, your Facebook followers, your Instagram followers, people who have sent you DMs on Instagram. Like you can get very specific with the warm audience. And then that's a whole different type of campaign, right? Because those people know you, they've been in your wheelhouse and your family, and then you can kind of warm them up a little bit and then make sure when you're prepared to do that campaign or that event that you can make that ask as well. And most people will see it because you're dealing with a much smaller subset. So advertising is really important because it helps you in both of those ways. It can help you with the awareness, the acquisition, retention, building your email list, getting donations. Um, It's a really powerful tool. Okay. Now I think it's fair to say when you first start with advertising, it's it's a shot in the dark. But now then we apply analytics to it to refine budgets and ads and what's working to make those data-driven decisions. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So I teach, yeah, I teach something called visible reach in a week, which is a visible reach. Oh, I love that. Okay. Thanks. It's a one to $3 a day ad budget. So it's very low cost, very low risk. And it's just to kind of get you started in building reach. And that can be with a cold audience. That can be with a warm audience, like we're talking about and just getting them to remember you so that you're top of mind all the time. And what I, what happens a lot with ads and where organizations say they don't work for me is when we go out of the gate, super bold with a donation ask. I had a nonprofit that I was doing some consulting with and they were asking in a Facebook ad for a thousand dollar gift to a brand new cold audience. And yeah. you, you got to ask- warm me up a little. I need to understand impact. Let's build a little trust. Yeah. Let me- Bring me into the story a little bit. Okay. Of course that ad failed. Right. And I was like, well, yes, (laughs) that, that is likely going to fail. Think about if like somebody came out to you and asked the first time, you don't even know what they do. You don't even know what they do. And they're asking you for a thousand dollars. Are you going to give them a thousand dollars? Probably not. Yeah, I would. There's a whole process of ads and getting people warmed up to you to be able to make that ask. I would also say a thousand dollars is very high, um, on Facebook, unless you're going towards a very specific warm audience that you have. But yes, the best thing about ads, like you mentioned with data is when you're sending out snail mail, 
you don't really know, hey, did this person actually receive it? Did they like the image? Was something wrong with the envelope? Like it's very hard to track. Mm-hmm. In Facebook ads manager, it's giving you that detailed data where you can kind of play detective and test different content pieces and be like, ooh, this one really, this one really popped. This one really worked. We should use that in our emails. We should put that image on our website. Or to the opposite effect, this this did not do well. This copy this did not, this tanked. Okay, yep. this language does not work for our audience. So it's always giving you back feedback. And that's really helpful for all aspects of your marketing incomes. Okay, so are ads good for any sized organization, large and small? Like, can you, uh, I mean, I love what you're saying because- it's less daunting to get started small, but you have to have patience, right? Because this is not an overnight fix to anything. It builds and builds and builds till you refine it and get it right. Let it work for your organization. We're using data to make some decisions. And then you can up your budget, see what works. It also parlays into what you can do elsewhere with your yeah. channels, right? So so many benefits from, uh, what did you say? A one to three dollar um, yeah. And it budget. can be even look, there's, it is so powerful for all size organizations. You can run the reach campaign for right that one to $3 a day. You can run a video view campaign. So if you want to get a ton of eyeballs and views on a piece of content, and this is actually a really powerful retargeting tool. So follow me here. Let's say you have a video and you can get video views, a 15 second, a through play is technically 15 seconds. So they normally range from a penny to two to three cents. Again, that is significantly cheaper than a stamp. Yeah. So somebody oh, is watching say. your content for a penny to three cents. So this is why I say it can work for all size budgets. So imagine if you're spending a hundred bucks, that's a lot of eyeballs on that video, right? Mm-hmm. Then because that video is on Facebook and Instagram, you can run them on both. You can retarget all those people that watch that video with a second ad. So you know they've watched the video. Now let's say, now I wanna invite you to join my email list. Now you've invited them to exchange an email. Now they're in your email pipeline and you can nurture them through an email sequence or they watch the video. And let's say you can even get as specific to say, I want to retarget anybody who's watched 50% of this video. So you know they're pretty engaged and the next ad is going to be an ask. So that's the beautiful thing is you can start at this very high level for very affordable ad results. Same thing with leads, with emails. I had an organization over the holidays, Giving Tuesday, so, so, so smart. She took my lead generation course and she had these super fun, like downloadables. They're they're a school. And so for Halloween, they did like a Halloween coloring book. So you could, in exchange for an email, you could download this coloring book. And then in their coloring book, they had information about the school. And then of course she got your email. They had over 600 emails for less than 50 cents. So I don't know about you, but most of the time I would, yeah, that's a, that's a great (laughs) buy. (laughs) That's, that's pretty strong. And I would say most of the time you're going to get a donation. That's more than 50 cents. I don't even think people can donate 50 cents on a donation form. So 
definitely worth the cost of that lead generation oh, too. And sure. then you have to work That's on your email, but story. Yeah, it was fascinating. And then, so that did so well for them. They're like, well, we're going to do that again. And so they just thought about what are relevant items to our organization that people would want to download in exchange to give us their email address. So super, super, super smart listener, take this, replicate it and um, take it for your own organization too. Yeah. Wow. And so you have all these courses available on Positive Equation. Is that is that, is that yeah. what you find? To, because I, I'm, we only have 30 minutes on this podcast <laughs> and I want to know more, 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 more. What What's available on Positive Equation for our audience who's probably just as fascinated as I am right now? Yeah, I tried to really break them down to be very step-by-step. Um, so each of the courses are, the re- Visible Reach in a Week is 30 minutes and less and the other two are under an hour. So either if you're looking for brand awareness and increasing your visibility, that's visible reach in a week. If you're looking to grow your email list, that's lead generation for growing your supporters. And then if you're looking for donations, I have an ad course specifically for learning how to run donation-based ads. That also, I will say, I've seen organizations when I've been doing audits for them and I go in and I look at to see why is an ad not working. Facebook is designed to give you objectives for ads. So there's awareness, there's conversions, there's traffic, all sorts of things. If you're running an awareness campaign, it's not trying to get you donations. It's trying to get you awareness, right? I had an organization recently who was running traffic campaigns, but all of their content was asking for a donation. But that's Mm -hmm. not what Facebook's trying to get for you. They're not trying to get a conversion. They're not trying to get that action. So when I teach these courses, they're very step-by-step. I'm going to ads manager. I'm building out the campaigns with you so that you can be guided through the whole experience so that you don't get into that spot. Okay. Very good. So for our audience right now, that's maybe driving their kids to soccer (laughs) or band practice. Don't keep driving, be safe. Don't have to get a paper in bed. We're going to get all of this on the show notes, if that's okay with you, Dana. We want to get Positive Equation and your courses and we'll we'll list it all out because I think um, our audience must be as fascinated as I am. Like, oh, give me more, give me more. This is great. I love how you break everything down step-by-step. So we'll connect with you. I geek out on it. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I love it. I mean, this is fascinating. I thought I knew a lot about social media. I realize I know nothing. I just need you. So uh, (laughs) that's all good. Um, So you also have a podcast, right? So if we just want to tune in, where where do we find you? on the podcast waves. Where, I which- do. I love it. I'm coming up on a year. It's called Missions to Movements. Mm. And I take audiences behind the feed is what I like to call it mm-hmm. and share marketing case studies and social media stories about what's working. So I have interview-based conversations with organizations and then I do solo kind of teaching episodes and just like a sneak peek of one, which I think was fascinating. I had Cubby Graham on from, he's the social lead at Charity Water. And they did this beautiful campaign on World Water Day with Pantone. And Pantone's like a massive brand that we all know with the color chips, Mm -hmm. right, for painting. Yep. And I was like, wow, like how long did that take to build that partnership? He goes, Dana, it was through Instagram DMs two weeks before World Water Day. We threw it together. And it's like, you would never think that. 
right? Like from an outsider's perspective, we think that must, that's impossible. I could never partner with a big brand like that. That would take months and months and months of preparation. No, it was Instagram DMs. And that's what I love sharing about these behind the scenes is that there are so many things that are attainable, right? If we just like think outside the box and let opportunities happen. So that's the, the show is Missions to Movements. It's on Spotify, Apple, all the, all the podcasts, but I love it. It's, it's really fun. Well, head over after you follow Raise Nation Radio, head over and follow yes. Missions to Movements. You know, there used to be that old saying that, you know, deals are made on uh, golf courses, but I think yeah. today in 2023, deals are made on DMs, right? For sure. There's so much communication. Yeah, on, on I know. DMs. And I, I know we didn't get into LinkedIn very much, but LinkedIn's super powerful for connections like that. Uh, yeah, of course. I use LinkedIn all the time. So um, I, uh, I support that as well. I'll echo that thought for sure. Um, all right, let's get back to ads. So what kind of ads work um, or what should organize, organizations be thinking about when they're building their, their ad program? I think you touched about that on that a little bit. Um, we certainly don't want to ask cold audiences for a thousand dollars, but can you, can you give us a little bit more flavor for people who are like, okay, I'm listening to Dana. I'm going to get started, <laughs> get them in the right frame of mind about their ad. Yeah, I would ask you, what are your goals right now? Uh, what are you trying to accomplish? So if you're looking to increase your brand awareness, and I actually have a great, I can share this with you, Don. I have a great checklist, like free downloadable. Um, mm. That's just getting started with Facebook ads. It's a checklist. So based upon what your goal is, there's an objective that meets that so that you are aligning and picking the right one. Um, my, my Instagram channel is Positive Equation with one E. And in the highlights, there's one that says free. So if you click on that, you can just download the checklist I'm referring to, uh, but I'll share it with you to put in the show notes too. So I would say you start there, right? Everything everything should come from a business decision, right? If you're going to be putting ads into your budget, you want to make sure that you're aligning it with something that you're looking to achieve. So align your organic and your paid approach with that. So what is our goal? If our goal is awareness, what is that going to equal objective wise? If our goal is to sell tickets, what type of ad do we need for this? If our goal is to get petition signed, right? All of those can be matched. And so that that's really where I would start. And then the other beautiful thing is there's estimated like ranges for what each of these things will cost. Like I mentioned video views being a penny to three cents or two cents. So you can back out. That's the second question I get asked the most is how much should I spend on each of these ads? And you can back out pretty intelligently using some estimates. Um, there's a tool that I like to use. It's free called revelbot.com. Revelbot.com. Okay. Yep. And it <laughs> will show you um, at any given time, kind of where costs are for something, where costs are for clicks, where they are for um, impressions where they are, you can do this little drop down on Facebook and Instagram. So you can gauge and you can estimate a budget and kind of give yourself an estimated guess as to what you'll be able to accomplish. Okay. What a wealth of information. I feel like I can talk to you for another <laughs> hour or so. Um, 
But I think I think we need your help. I think all nonprofits need your help. So we're going to head over to Positive Equation. We're going to listen to your podcast. But I think we're going to need a little bit more from Dana. So I have some great news um, to our audience. On June 7th, Wednesday, June 7th, Dana will be joining um, the our webinar platform here at uh, One Cause. And she's been very gracious with her time. Um, we will be hosting social media strategy for nonprofits, discover the right platforms to grow your mission. How does that sound, right? With acquisition yeah. being such a challenge. So um, we're so grateful that you'll be with us on June 7th um, for that webinar. And that uh, it's definitely a place where um, we can have a two-way conversation. So to our audience that's listening, please, after you follow Dana and check out Positive Equations, join us on June 7th. You could um Bring your questions. You can chat. We're going to be very interactive. And we can't thank you enough, Dana, for just being so generous with your time and with our, our Raise Nation audience. Um, but this that. has been fascinating. We're going to have to uh, um, get some pretty extensive show notes and uh, <laughs> put all this information there and get get on get on the right track. I, th I think it is daunting. I think every channel is different, should be treated different and just set up alone, you know, Instagram. And then you have what are those little. Um, oh, the highlights. Oh, yeah. What is that? What, what are those? What yeah, you can just pin certain stories to a highlight so that they stay on there instead of disappearing after 24 hours. Oh, I'm so glad you put a name to it because I just call them, you know, those little things underneath your profile. I don't even know what they are, but you can have like so many of them. It kind of builds like a little library. Oh God, we can go on forever. You're just going to have to come back um, and visit us again on Raise Nation Radio. Um, yeah, and what I, what I would say about like intimidation with ads is I know it's there, but once you get into it, and I think that's what really helps with like the first Visible Region Week is meant to break those kind of thoughts and that mindset. And it's beautiful to see when it happens and people are like, oh, I don't even need, I don't need to check those boxes. I can bypass that section because there's things that you can. And then it's, and when you can see those kind of light bulb aha moments that, I mean, that that's why I think we both do what we do is it's so exciting to see that transformation happen. So the hope is that I kind of switch from the agency of doing everything to, I want you to feel confident in those skills, because regardless, if you're at this job for the rest of your career or you're bouncing around, fact is most companies are running ads. And if you can take this skill set with you, that's another just powerful thing to put in your toolbox. Yeah. For sure. Well, I appreciate you breaking it down for us in a way that really, really, really makes sense. And I think we have a place to start. Your primary, your secondary, right? Some some dedicated personnel, uh, Google Analytics, which is free, a little budget for your for your ads, knowing and 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 then call you to help us with the right ads <laughs> at the right time. And I think that the return on investment is huge. Um, and you bring so much value to what we're doing in the digital space. And it's an important space because that's where so much 
acquisition is happening. Um, Absolutely. It's so important today. So, well, fearless fundraisers, I know you're disappointed as I am, but that is all about all the time we have for today. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's Raise Nation topic and your daily dose of fundraising inspiration. Tune in for a new episode release every Thursday at 1230 p.m. That's Thursdays, 1230 p.m. Eastern time. And in the meantime, as I mentioned at the top of the show, please listen to all the episodes on Raise Nation Radio. You can follow the channel that you like best so that you can get notifications about all our new guests. Fundraisers are doing amazing things to build better tomorrows for our communities. We have so many of their stories on Raise Nation Radio. They are inspiring. You don't want to miss a single episode. I would like to thank our sponsor, One Cause, for making this episode possible. One Cause is driving the future of fundraising with easy-to-use software solutions that help nonprofits connect with their donors. Check it out at onecause.com for a broad catalog of eBooks and vlogs, webinars, podcasts that you'll hopefully find very helpful. A huge, huge, huge shout out and thanks to my guest, Dana Snyder, for sharing a very expert and authentic voice about you know digital strategy. Um, you definitely want to follow um, her podcast and visit her on Positive Equations, just such a breath of fresh air and a wealth of knowledge. Dana, I truly enjoyed our conversation. Thank you so much for being with being with us today. Any last words of inspiration for our guests, for our audience? Of course. Love this question. I would say when it comes to organic social or paid, pay attention on your own feeds to things that make you stop the scroll take a screenshot and put them away in a folder because we're always looking for inspiration, ideas. And now you'll be able to say, oh, you know what? These ads stopped me. Why did they stop me? What was it about the copy? What was it about the graphic? So you were just like building your own and you you get targeted with so many, you may not even realize it. But now after listening to this, you may be like, oh, that's an ad. That's an ad. I clicked on this one. Screenshot put it in a folder, save it for a day where you're looking to brainstorm. So tonight when I go to bed, instead of just trying to keep my eyes open, I should be <laughs> screenshotting and saving, screenshotting and saving. And that makes sense because there's so much traffic, you know, it's hard to remember what stopped you. And if it stopped yeah. you, it might stop somebody else. So that's great advice. Exactly. Um, well, I can't wait till June 7th to, with our webinar together. So I'll see you again in the meantime. Congratulations to you and your growing family. Um, I hope we have some cameo appearances and uh, <laughs> uh, pictures that we can get to look at for a, a a little bit. We wish you the best of luck and thank you for just being a voice here today on Raise Nation Radio. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Don. Well, fearless fundraisers, that's a wrap. Until next time, I'm Don Lego. This is Raise Nation Radio. You stay fearless out there. Yeah.